ho, ho, ho. It's been a while since I've done that. Hello, everybody. So, well, sorry it's been so fucking long. I know I was supposed to do this uh, part two of Bell Gunness uh, a while ago. A couple weeks. Uh, maybe even a little over a couple weeks. So, I am currently not in my uh, pod lab slash closet. I'm sitting on my bed. My cats are bothering me, so you might hear me screaming at some cats. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so welcome back to Serial Killers and Seltzer. I'm Kaylee. Um... So, super sorry that it's been so long since I've talked to you guys, but my uh, my life has kind of been a complete shit show, you know, it's in shambles, but I'm working through it, I'm trying my best. Um, yeah, so if anybody cares, which, I don't know, maybe you guys just listened to the first little tidbits of these episodes so that you can just learn a little bit about my life because I share a little bit of personal stuff um but I'm newly single (laughs) as of uh what last Friday so about a week ago before Valentine's Day so you know just trying to figure life out right now and just trying to yeah, trying to distract myself and, you know, keep busy, which my notes have been done for um, this episode for, uh, honestly, for about the two weeks that you guys have been waiting. I just, it's been an emotional roller coaster, so I just haven't really wanted to. <laughs> um, but... We're going to fucking do it tonight, and I'm going to try not to be a fucking drag. So, um, well, I just wanted to get started with one little thing. So, I used to do pure romance, and if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's mostly for the ladies. Um, but I was tricked into going to one of these uh, quote-unquote Tupperware parties by my best friend, Devin, and I met some really cool people when I did it, and my friend Sarah talked me into doing it, and I did it for hmm, probably almost like a year and a half, maybe three or four years ago, before Kennedy. Um, and it's basically, um, it's a company and like their goal is to empower women and, um, they do sell sex products, um, along with other beauty products, um, lotions, lubricants, and also lingerie. So I actually got 
back into this recently. So my friend Sarah, again, uh, she recruited me. And uh, yeah, so I have my own website. And it used to be you had to have a party in order to get all these perks. And you would go into a separate room away from your party guests. And you would um, either purchase the items from the consultant right then and there, or they would order them for you, and then they you would meet back up with them, and they would deliver them to you. But now it's a little more discreet, um, and you can actually order it straight through my website, and it will get shipped right to your door. So um, I did add it to uh, my show notes in my commercial section, but um, it is pureromance.com backslash Kaylee Wells. That's my Latin or my name, K-A-L-E-E-W-E-L-L-S. So check it out. If you have any questions, hit me up. Um, like I said, I used to do it for mm, maybe a year and a half. So it's been a while. So if you have questions, I might not have the answer immediately, but I can definitely get you the answer. Um, So yeah. Anyway, so uh, back to what we actually came here for. Not the sex. Well, well, you're in for a fucking fun treat with this uh, Belle Venice shit. But, um, so... I bet your arms are tired, because I sure left you guys uh, with this cliffhanger about Belle Gunness and her potentially having an accomplice. Um, oh, before we talk about an accomplice, um, the seltzer that I'm drinking today is the Natural Light Seltzer. It is strawberry kiwi flavor. This Natty Light. I enjoy Nanulite. You know, it's good, but it does have like a little bit of a, like a, you can tell that it's a beer company, you know what I mean? Um, so not my favorite, but definitely not my least favorite. As of right now, the Corona hard seltzers are fucking disgusting. Um... Yeah, and then Bud Light Seltzer is still my fucking favorite. But, yeah, this Natural Light, it's very cheap. And it's not terrible. But anyway, so Bell's Accomplice. We got a lot of notes, guys, so it's 9.30 right now, so hopefully we can fucking get through this. Okay. Um, so, Bell's Accomplice, um, before we get into... Ray Lamphere. Let's talk a bit about some of Belle's other lovers, which I'm sure you guys are super excited about, Um, but some of her other lovers that escaped her deadly grasp. So, um, when we we last left off, uh, Belle Gunness had already murdered two husbands, as many as four of her own adopted children, and twice as many lonely Norwegian bachelors who were 
uh, summoned forth from uh, towns from the Midwest by Bell's ads in Norwegian language newspapers, which I believe I read a couple of those to you, but she was, uh, yeah, she was, uh, catfishing and raking in the dudes somehow. I gotta take notes, I guess. Belle knows what she's doing. She's got going on. Anyway, so it was said that Belle was very good at writing these ads in Norwegian, but her attempts in English were not as successful. She apparently sounded not so intelligent. Um, so a charmer uh, in Norwegian, but not in English, not so much. Um, but uh, not every man that she summoned ended up in her hog pits, like the other ones that we talked about in the last episode. Um, so George Anderson from Missouri said he came to the Gunness home and fell fast asleep in the in the guest bedroom on his first night. Um, he was uh, apparently completely satisfied with this arrangement and uh, thought he won the fucking jackpot with this. With the land and, I guess, Belkaness. I don't know what, what guys... I don't, I don't know. She's not... She's a handsome lady, I guess. Um, but anyway, so he, he thought he won the jackpot. Um, imagine this. Uh, so you just made it all the way from Norway. You're making yourself a home and settling into what could potentially be your new farmhouse. Get out of here, kitty cat. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> what could potentially be your new farmhouse with your soon-to-be Norwegian linebacker of a wife. Beautiful little Belle Gunness. Uh, you're tucking yourself into bed all by yourself because your future fiancé insists on sleeping in separate rooms on your first night together when suddenly you awaken to see a huge shadow figure staring down at you while you sleep. And just like that, waddles out of the room, leaving you wondering, what the fuck was that? Uh, you know what that was? That was your girl, Belle Gunness. Uh, so, she was just standing there watching him sleep like a fucking creeper. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people love to stare at their significant other while they're sleeping and admire how adorable and peaceful they look. Um, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and, uh, I don't think that's what she was doing. I don't think she was admiring how adorable he looked sleeping. Um, so once she, once he saw her fucking lingering over his body, well, over his, his sleeping body, that sounded weird, uh, George squealed in surprise and... Bell just muttered something and ran out of the room. Fucking waddled out of there. Fucking 
Pop smoke, get the fuck out of there. Like a fucking magician, you just fucking throw your freaking smoke and vamoose. Um, so after that, George was unable to fall asleep. Oh, I fucking wonder why. Um, um, he, so he left at dawn and kept the whole experience to himself. Um, I mean, at that point, like, who the fuck are you going to tell? She didn't do anything to him. So it's not really a crime. So he, you know. Um, yeah, he's fucking left. If it was nowadays, you'd be like on second date update being like, hey, this girl that I fucking met was going to give me her farm and, and let me marry her beautiful, chunky self. And yeah, he'd be on a fucking radio show. But now, or back, sorry, back in the Dizzy, he had nobody to tell. So he just kind of kept to himself and then just fucking left. Um, okay. But, um, one man in Bell's life somehow set himself apart from all the rest. Uh, he would play the part of Patsy or accomplice later on in Bell's life. So my dumbass didn't really know what a Patsy was. I thought I knew what it was, and I guess I was kind of close. But listen to this. A person who is easily taken advantage of, especially by being cheated or blamed for something. Which, yeah, Ray Ray's dumbass was definitely a Patsy. But... Anyway, why did this not print double-sided? Tree killer. Cats. Stop. I really hope you guys can't hear that. I'm really sorry. This is going to be a long-ass episode because I'm all over the place and I'm just trying to... I just need somebody to talk to and I hope you guys are out there. If not, I'm just recording myself talking to myself and it's going to be great. Um... So, although it seemed fairly obvious that he was more of a useful idiot than anything else, um, that idiot's name was Ray Lamphere. Um, per- perhaps part of the reason Ray Ray survived his encounter with Bell and other men didn't was because Ray was a local. Um, it seemed that Bell never killed nor did she commit any crimes against locals. Um, known as... Oh my god, cat. Uh, okay, so known as the weak and worthless, no-account son of formerly prominent member of the Laporte community, Ray Lamphere was known to spend every penny he earned on drinking, gambling, and... Purchased affection. So, the prostitutes. Um, so he liked hookers. <laughs> he was just out there, uh, seemed to be living his best life. Hashtag no judgment. Um, so Ray was not a savvy gambler. According to Harold Schechter, uh, Ray once lost $50 in one night on a Laporte saloon slot machine. 
in today's money, that would be about $1,500 on a slot machine. I think it's time to fucking give up. Jesus. I feel like I lose a quarter on a slot machine and I'm just like, I feel like I'm never going to want to play slots again. Do you play slots? Sure. Um, okay, so though it is not known how Belle and Ray first crossed paths, uh, some say that Belle straight up stopped Ray in the streets and offered him a job and a place to live because she was in need of a little affection. Um, I guess it's a little bit, a little progressive. She's fucking trying to pull dudes. Get a girl. Um, she sure knows, she sure knows how to pick them. Um, so... So, yeah. So she murdered men that were uh, willing to take care of her and uh, apparently latched onto the gambling alcoholic that loved hookers. So, you know, like I said, you go girl, girl power. <laughs> um, but the more likely story of how she met Ray, uh, Ray heard from the local carpenters union that the widow Gunness out on McLean Road had work to offer, and since Belle had to keep the honey trap of the farm in tip-top shape, she hired Ray as an actual laborer. Uh, it was normal for Belle to have someone living in at least one of the bedrooms to keep up with the day-to-day -day chores of the farm. Uh, can't catch fish uh, without the right bait. So, um, she obviously had to keep the farm looking nice, uh, fucked up farm, no dudes interested in said farm. Okay. So, she hired Ray because she recently lost, uh, her longtime employee, Amol Green, uh, Amol was young and had been hanging around the Gunnis ho homestead because he had uh, matrimonial ideals about Belle's daughter, Jenny. Um, but when Jenny had suddenly, quote unquote, gone to California, as uh, it seemed a lot of people in Belle's life ironically did, Amol, Amol uh, quit because he had nothing to gain anymore. He did not want to get with uh, old lady Gunnis. Um, so after that, uh, enter fucking Ray Lamphere. Uh, Ray Lamphere was not interested in a daughter slash young woman to wed. He was interested in Belle motherfucking Gunnis. Her beefcake self. Uh, so, though Belle and Ray never got married, he was just as happy being her uh, fuckboy, for lack of a better term. Yucky. Um, on top of being a uh, black widow, Belle was also a cougar, because Ray was 37 and Belle had about 11 years on him, um, making 
this big ass bitch, 48 years old at that time. Um, which there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone, calm down. She's a sugar mom, I guess. Um, when people in the town poked fun at Ray for sleeping with uh, the widow Gunnis, he loved bragging about how good it was. Um, insert puke emoji. Uh, from the reviews Bell got from both Ray and multiple other farmhands in town, Bell was a bit of a wonder in the sheets. Um, maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she, I don't know. I don't want to think about it anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the farmhands named Peter Holson both worked for and slept with. Bell for over two years uh, and he said that she would creep into his room at night and make love to him with sweet words and caresses yuck um I guess she needed some way to take out the, fr the frustrations when she wasn't murdering foreign dudes I, I don't know she can't do it 24-7 so she's got to fill the time with something Gotta feel something with something. Winky face. Uh, Peter also said she was soft and gentle in her way. I never saw such a woman. Okay. Not interested in seeing that anyway. Um, so her new flame, Ray Ray, was going around town telling everyone that he was going to be the master of the farm soon. He really wanted to marry her. Um, so his dreams all died when Andrew Helgeline showed up. Andrew was a 49-year-old wheat farmer from South Dakota who had previously done 10 years in the penitentiary for robbing the Red Wing, Minnesota post office and then buried it. Oh, sorry. And then burned it down in an attempt to hide his crimes. Makes sense to me. No bank, no robbery, no crime. Um, this seems like more her speed. This kind of criminal acts. Seems like that would be the kind of people that she attracts. Cat, why are you doing that? I have a flag hanging on my wall and this fucking cat is climbing up it. Why? Why is this happening? Cat, Eris, stop. I need to throw something. Got her. She's still alive. I just hit her with a pen. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Andrew Helgeline. Um, so for some reason, Belle only liked to fuck her employees and kill anyone else that stepped foot on her farm. I guess she knows what she likes, so she, you know, she keeps doing it. Um... She do 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 do. Oh, yep. Um, so Andrew was, of course, a Norwegian immigrant, and wait for it, he answered one of Belle's ads. I know it's very shocking because she fucking switches up her victim profile so often. Um, 
I don't know how they got her. Well, did they though? Uh, so, so while other men came running into Belle's arms after only a couple letters, um, a couple letters back and forth, Andrew Helgeline was playing hard to get. Um, Andrew and Belle corresponded for 18 months. That's longer than she let some of her children live. I know it's terrible, but it's true. <laughs> um, so by the end of the 18 months, uh, Belle was particularly begging. No, oh, practically. Sorry. Hello, I'm an ignorant. <laughs> Belle was practically begging him to come to, to Laporte, Indiana. Um, she spent more time reeling in Andrew than any other victim that she fucking worked on. Um, so Belle, Belle laid it on thick right out the gate, um, telling him that she had a beautiful farm full of fruit trees right in a neighborhood where fancy folks, 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 stupid, had their summer homes, but... She was so fucking fancy that she had her actual home there. Living at a vacation spot. Which, I get what she was trying to say, but also, like, those people that vacation there, that means that they have multiple homes. So, I mean, she's, yeah, she's trying to talk herself up, but is it really talking herself up? Anyway. Um, near, 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 near. Um, so she said that she had 74 acres of paradise worth $400,000 in today's money, although both claims uh, were slightly exaggerated, both being about half that. Um, she, she also made sure to stroke his ego, letting him know how lucky she would be to have him and how desirable he was to her. Uh, never seen this dude. He's never seen her or met him in person. Um, I don't... His fucking Tinder profile must be fucking popping. He's fucking... So excited that she's so in love with him already after only getting a fucking letter um so usually these types of sentiments were enough to lure a man um out to the port oh my god lure a man out to the la port where uh he would then be stripped of his worldly possessions and murdered with either a hatchet or a meat cleaver before being sliced into six separate pieces and buried buried what is wrong with me? Buried in the hog pit, pin, pit, yep, or under the the shitter, like poor, poor Jenny was. Um, but like I said, Andy was anything, oh, sorry, Andy, Andrew, was playing hard to get, so instead of giving up, Belle turned on the charm and started being more romantic. Uh, so here's an example of her change in tone about a month in, um, which already, already too long for her. Uh, so she said, I long so to know you. 
Oh, I long so to know you better, but I will try to wait with patience until you get here. I have now thrown away all other answers I got and keep all of my, oh my God, keep all of yours in a secret place by themselves. Highly doubt that. Uh, you truly do not know. Oh no. You truly do not know how high I prize them. I have not found anything so genuinely Norwegian and real in all the 20 years I have been in America. In all the almost 20 years that you've been fucking murdering dudes. Never spent this long talking to one. Um, but uh, every letter had a similar ring to it. Uh, take all the money out of your bank. Uh, come alone. Um, she explained this would be uh, better for them to get to know each other. Obvi. For sexy time. You gotta come alone. Um, and tell no one. A total and complete surprise to everyone. How fun. Doesn't that just seem super normal? Super duper normal. Um, so Andrew delayed his departure time after time. It's a commercial. Oh, why? Damn it, kid. So Andrew delayed his departure time after time. Uh, this obviously pissed. Bell off each time, uh, but she continued to lay it on thick to try and get him to Laporte. And uh, the letter that got him, uh, this is how this is how it went. Uh, make up your mind as soon as possible as to what you really intend to do. In the next letter, let me know. Oh, let me have the great happiness to hear that you are soon on your way here, as then I will be the happiest and I will know that I have found the best friend in the world. Aww, fuck it. Boom. Andrew was on his fucking way. Um, ignoring all the wet red flags uh, in the previous letters. Um, Yeah. So after 18 months, he finally fucking decided it was time. Time to meet his fucking woman. His pen pal. What in the fuck are these little bastards doing? Does anybody want two cats? No? Because I got two cats and three dogs. So just someone come come get them. Help. I need an adult. Someone else be in charge here, because I can't do it. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, Andrew was on his way. Um, so, Andrew Helgeline, Helgeline? Helgeline. We'll call him Andrew Helgeline. Uh, came to Laporte, Indiana in January 1908, and as soon as Andrew arrived, Belle tossed her, um, tossed her old fuck buddy, uh, Ray Lamphere aside, without any explanation. Poor Ray Ray. He just wants to love her. Um, from sleeping in the guest room in the house to sleeping in the barn overnight. Poor, poor little buddy. Um, soon after Andrew arrived, oh, soon after Andrew's arrival, Belle realized that he 
did not take her advice and uh, bring all of his uh, money in cash, he had brought about $3,000 in deposit certificates. So after waiting, um, after waiting all of the three days, she forced Andrew into town. Oh, after waiting all but three days, she forced Andrew into town to cash the deposit certificates at the local bank. After this, it would take an additional five days before the certificates could be cashed, which I don't understand how that how I don't get it. But anyway, um, that meant Belle had to spend about two weeks with Andrew, uh, pretending to like him and entertaining him. Um, when she had usually, oh my god, stop, fuck, anyway, damn, um, she had to entertain him, uh, when she was usually, uh, used to murdering her victims within only a couple days of them being with her, um, so, you better bet she was fucking pissed. She had to fucking hang out with this guy for so long. Um, it's like a fucking date that never ends. Um, on January 14th, Belle got the money. So about $2,839 doll hairs um, straight into her pocket. Same day, she sent Ray on a horse trade errand which ridded the house of any other adults. Remember, she still had three fucking little kids running around the house. But homie didn't give a fuck. Uh, So Belle murdered the fuck out of Andrew. The same day she got all of his money, um, she must have just been fucking fed up with hanging out with him. Like I said, um, it's not exactly known how Belle murdered her her victims, but most of the men had uh, arsenic in their stomachs. Um, Oh, in the stomachs of the bodies that were eventually dug up um, in Bell's hog pits. Um, Sorry. Uh... But it clearly was not the arsenic that killed them. It seemed like the arsenic was uh, either a way to subdue her victims or to make their deaths that much worse. I guess the side effects or the, I guess, the yeah, side effects of arsenic are like fucking aggressive vomiting, fucking your stomach. Yeah, you feel like you're dying basically, because you are dying, but anyway, so, that's thought to be a reason that she did it, was to torture them, so they would be fucking in agonizing pain, um, I guess it burns your fucking esophagus, like, all kinds of shit, um, it's thought that while the men were in agony, Dying in their beds. Why did I just laugh? I have issues. Anyway, uh, Belle would approach them with either a meat cleaver or a hatchet to the skull. Yeah. Ouch. 
Um, so after the murders, the bodies would be taken to either her cellar or her abattoir. Um, which, remember when I said last episode? You remember when I said uh, her, uh, her uh, farm? It's called Abattoir Acres. An abattoir is a slaughterhouse. So, slaughterhouse acres. Sounds like a fucking horror movie. Um, but anyway, taken to her abattoir where the bodies would be dismembered into uh, disposable chunks. And then she would bury them. Uh, so... Though this was true with most of her victims, Andrew was a different case. So, um, maybe it was because Belle knew she had a limited time before Ray returned from his horse trade errand, or maybe it was because she spent 18 months uh, courting this man and two weeks entertaining him. And, uh, yeah, Belle just fucking lost her shit. But, uh, Andrew's body was the one that was found with defensive wounds on his arms. Um, so he tried to fight her off. And uh, so much anger and rage went into hacking up his body with a meat cleaver. Uh, not only did Belle have to play nice for over 18 months, but the longer Andrew was alive on the farm, the more time he had to snoop around the farm and find out about Belle's past victims. Um I don't know if you remember, but fucking this bitch fucking kept entire rooms of men's clothes and all of their fucking luggage. So if it's your fucking supposed to be your new house, like wouldn't you be fucking looking around, seeing what you what's yours now? Um, Probably pretty fucking weird and hard to explain why there's fucking... An entire room full of men's clothing. But anyway, um, it is known that Andrew was killed that day because once Ray returned, Andrew Helgeline was nowhere to be found, uh, never to be seen again until his dismembered body was dug up in her hog pits. Um, oh. He, I don't know if, how did I not write this down? Anyway, um, so his body was also the one that was found clutching, like, locks of Belle's hair in his hands. Like, he fucking tried to fight her back. Um, I have nothing else to throw at them. Why are they being like this? I don't know if... I really hope you guys can't hear this. I'm not going to beat them. I'm just throwing stuff at them. Oh, shit. Sorry. (laughs) It hit the lamp, not the cat. Everyone relax. Don't call PETA. Um, anywho, anywho, um... Anyway, so it was known that Andrew was killed that day because, yep, Ray returned. He was nowhere to be found. Um, with that murder, Belle added Andrew's life savings to her already large pile of cash. About $1.2 million doll hairs in today's money. So, this included 
all her insurance payments or all her insurance payouts and all the funds commandeered from her victims. That's a fucking lot of money. Maybe I should. Never mind. Nope. 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 Never mind. Um, anyway. Uh, so, though Andrew took the advice of Bell and kept his mouth. Oh, kept his move to Laporte. Kept his fucking mouth shut. Kept his move to Laporte a secret. After a few months of him not returning home, a farmhand that he had hired to take care of his livestock started snooping around his home to figure out where he had gone, and he found heaps of letters from a bo- from a broad who called herself Bella Gunness. Which riddle me this. If he was fucking moving to Laporte, Indiana and supposed to bring all of his money with him, why wouldn't he sell all of his livestock? Know what I'm saying? What the fuck is going on? Someone come get them, please. Cat. It's Finnegan and Eris are being annoying as fuck, little bastards. Anyway, I love them. They're just like being little punks. Um, so, yep, farmhand found the letters, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so after this, Andrew's brother, Azel Helgeli, started writing Bell to find out where the fuck his brother was. This bitch fucking turned it all around, and, uh, she was fucking, she was like, uh, yeah, I would fucking like to know where he went to as well. Fucking, Andy just fucking up and left, fucking ran off, probably to California like everybody else in Belle's life. But, um, so, along with, uh, deflecting these letters from, uh, Azel, uh, Bell was still trying to deal with the fallout from Ray Lampier, who at this point was obviously heartbroken about about Bell not wanting to marry him. Poor poor buddy. She just marry him. I'm sure he would have helped her. On February third, Ray either quit or got fired from uh the Gunnis farm and Bell very quickly replaced him with a man named Joe. Maxon. Uh, Ray leaving was thought to be able to, oh, was thought to be about a wage dispute because shortly after leaving the farm, Ray was found, Ray, Ray was found night after night snooping around the farm trying to recoup his wages and get his shit back. It's probably in our room full of fucking man clothes, keeping all of her ex's shit. Uh, so, Finally, Bell had enough and called the local sheriff and had Ray arrested for trespassing, for which Ray was um, Ray was uh, yep. He had to pay one dollar. Sorry, um, Ray had to pay one dollar. Uh, so he ended up losing money. Instead of getting his ship back and getting his wages higher. Anyway, um, surprisingly, this did not deter Ray and 
In late March in 1908, Bell filed an affidavit claiming that Ray was insane. So I guess like a restraining order is an affidavit, yeah? Sure. Someone will tell me. Um, so he would come to her house at night, usually drunk, and look in all of her windows. What a fucking creeper. Um, this report actually warranted a formal hearing, even though Ray's doctor, Dr. Bowell, remember him? Um, said that Ray was totally sane, but he also said that Belle's second husband, uh, died of... Yeah, died of an accident. It it was an accident. Um, So, yeah. So, do we believe Dr. Bowell? Probably not. Uh, But still, a three-member insanity committee was formed to examine Ray's mental state. Uh, Are you kidding me? They're in the blinds now. What What am I supposed to do? Cat. Please hold. Okay. I wish I knew how to do, like, elevator music or something. But instead, you just heard me fucking wrestling a cat out of the blinds. But anyway. Uh, so his, his memory was good. His speech was coherent. Oh, my fucking God. Don't you fucking worry. They're still alive. Um, but anyway, uh, so his speech was coherent, uh, though he was not perfectly sane because he seemed to be slightly nervous, uh, but he was not considered to be insane and he was let go. Um, the seemed to only make Ray try harder, and in early April, he was arrested again and put on trial because Belle found Ray snooping around her pig pen, and when she tried to shoo him away, he pulled a fence post out of the ground and ran away with it. Um, I don't know. Honestly, this fucking visual cracks me up. Like, this tiny little stick man fucking trying to pull a fence post out of the ground um anyway so though it was oh my gosh cat though it was pretty clear that ray had jacked the fence post his attorney decided to attempt to flog bell's uh, credibility by bringing up her checkered past aka dead husbands children and uh missing cousins <laughs> air quotes, uh, as she called them, um, cousins, as she called them, not air quotes, everybody calls them air quotes, anyway, (laughs) so he brought all this shit up, and again, he was acquitted, so all, while all this shenanigans was going on, Belle continued catfishing dudes and trying to convince Andrew's brother, Azel, that Andrew had sent her a letter from Chicago, uh, but for some reason, Ray Lamphere snatched it and destroyed it. Okay, Belle. Makes perfect sense. 
so Azel wasn't buying any of this and continued sending letters and wondering where the fuck Andrew really was. So not soon after Azel showed up in Laporte and Bell's lies seemed to slowly unravel. So the people in town started putting two and two together and realized how strange it was that all of these mysterious deaths seemed to happen around Bell Gunness. And all of these cousins, quote-unquote cousins, disappearing. Um, so after the beginning of this episode, wait, oh, oh, sorry. So at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that Ray may have been an accomplice, but the more I read about Bell's murdering, well, about Bell murdering anyone that started to catch on to what was going, to what she was doing, uh, like her own daughter Jenny, and the less I think, uh, the less I think that he knew anything about what she was actually doing. And uh, lean more towards the fact that he was just a simpleton that loved getting some, you know, some Bell sweet, sweet loving. Um, yeah, she also must fucking love the duck because she put up with a, a lot of bullshit from from Ray, and he uh, is partly to blame for her secrets on. Unraveling, uh, though Ray role, oh, though Ray's role was never really clear in all of this, it was very clear to Bell that something needed to be done about old Ray Ray. Um, till this day, uh, what Bell did exactly is still a mystery. Uh, what we know, or rather, what we think we know, is Bell had a plan. Um, in late April, nineteen oh eight. Gunnis told a clerk at the local grocery store that Ray Lamphere was capable of murdering Belle and her three children before setting fire to the Gunnis home. Seems oddly specific, but okay. Weird flex, but okay. Um, so on the morning of April 27th, Belle's two young daughters, Myrtle and Lucy, came to school highly uh, distressed, saying that Oh my god, I thought I wasn't recording. Oh, it's okay, everybody. It's fine. <laughs> We're fine. It'll probably be fine. Um, anyway. <laughs> I got burp. Nope, it's God. It's God. My sorry. Uh, so her two young daughters, Myrtle and Lucy, came to school highly uh, distressing. They had been beaten by their mother that morning because they had almost gone into the cellar. Which I told you before, that's where she chops up them bodies. Um, so the children had been forbidden from even going close to the cellar, but on that particular morning, I guess, they were feeling a little ballsy. So Belle dragged them by their hair and beat them, uh, which surprisingly didn't happen very often. She did not beat her kids. Um, so the next day, Belle started acting even more suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Anyway. <laughs> um, so visiting her lawyer to update her will because Ray was threatening to burn down the house. Um, so she left everything to her children, Myrtle, Lucy, 
and Philip. Um, super strange that she uh, didn't mention her fourth child, Jenny, who supposedly fucking went to California for college and to get married, but whatever. I'm not fucking leaving her anything. Because she's dead. Um, if the children somehow died, all of her money should go to a Norwegian... Oh, to the Norwegian children's home of Chicago. Which is probably where fucking Belle got all these fucking kids. Um, after this meeting, Belle went to the store to... Oh. Belle went to the store to purchase candy cake and a toy train as a little surprise for the children. She also bought a bunch of groceries and two bottles of... Kerosene. Hmm. Uh, while she was paying for her completely normal items, <laughs> Ray Lanfear walked into the store. They said nothing to each other, which is somehow more suspicious. Because uh, they apparently have some kind of fucking feud and they used to be lovers, but they said nothing to each other. Uh, the next day, Belle's quote-unquote fear had come true when... The Gunness home was nothing more than a heap of ash and rubble. What? Uh, according to Bell's most recent farmhand, the fire started around 4 a.m. He was asleep in the upstairs guest room, guest bedroom, and first assumed that Bell was burning breakfast. That was sadly not the case. Uh, once he was fully awake, he realized that the entire home was engulfed in flames. He rushed out, assuming Belle and the children had already gotten out. When he tried to go back in and when he tried to go back in and find them, the roof had collapsed, and he had no way to get in. So, sorry, I'm tired, yawning. So, a neighbor soon arrived and used a ladder to climb in the window to Belle's bedroom, but her bed was empty. At this point, apparently, all they could do was uh, let the fire burn. Uh, or, sorry, let the fire burn out before they could uh, see how many Gunnesses had died in the fire. So, I guess... Uh, there's no fire department <laughs> back in the Dizzy. If there was, they had a really easy job. They just had to fucking watch a fire. Um, a few hours later, when the fire finally died down, all that was found, oh, all that was left was a, oops, fuck, man, fuck. All that was left was three brick walls and a pile of rubble. It was very apparent that uh, the fire was man-made and had started at the cellar door um, and been caused by, you fucking guessed it, kerosene. Which, they had enough technology to fucking figure that shit out, but they couldn't put out a fire? That doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Um, so naturally, most Suspected, oh, so naturally most suspected Belle, but the sheriff immediately zeroed in on Ray Lamphere, uh, because Belle made sure to voice her, voice her fear of Ray to everyone in town the previous few days. Um, almost immediately digging, 
Almost immediately, digging began for the Gunnis family about 12 hours after the fire began. A shovel hit something soft. Okay, everybody. Uh, so when the bodies were uncovered, it looked so. Oh, it looked to investigators that Bell had thrown a quilt over the children as if to protect them from the flames, um, because obviously quilts are flame retardant. Duh. Um. Anyway, but J.K. Uh, unfortunately. Oh, why do I keep laughing at the wrong moments? Unfortunately, all four bodies had been uh, burned beyond recognition. <sighs> I shot it again. Sorry. While the bodies of the children were all intact, it seemed that the body of the woman, quote unquote, Bell Gunness, was uh, missing its head. Um, pretty sure that's not caused by a fire, but what the fuck do I know? Um, so, Ray was caught and arrested almost immediately and charged for arson and murder. Um, all he did was fucking steal a fence post, but anyway, all he did was steal a fence post and try and love her. Uh, uh, Ray actually had an alibi for the night of the fire. Um, you guys are gonna fucking love this. He was sleeping with a 70-year-old woman named Elizabeth Smith. Um, but unfortunately, due to her being African-American, uh, this alibi actually made her, made him, uh, oh, made her, wait, nope. Unfortunately, due to her being African-American, um, this made her less credible, uh, thus the charges stuck, and Ray's trial date was set for May 11th. Meanwhile, an, auto oh my God. Meanwhile, an autopsy was being performed on the supposed uh, body of Belgunis. Uh, the head was still fucking missing. The body was also in terrible shape. The left arm was burned off. Oh, the left arm was burned off. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Can't stop yawning, everybody. I should have cracked open an energy drink instead of a fucking seltzer. Um, do do do. Burnt her arm, her left arm was burned off at the upper third of the humerus, oh, upper third, yep, the right arm was burned off at the shoulder, and the left leg was burned off at the knee, um, while this was all going on, Azel Helgeline was still in town searching for answers about his brother, Andrew, he met with the local sheriff and was also informed by a local bank teller that he had seen his brother not too long ago with none other than Belle Gunness. And it just so happened that her farm had just burnt down. And she was presumed dead. Uh, so Azel made a trip out to the Gunness farm and while volunteers searched for quote-unquote Belle's skull... Azel was more interested in talking to the farmhand and asking about any large holes that had been dug on the farm recently. Um, he's asking all the hard-hitting questions. So the farmhand had 
So the farmhand led him to the hog pits where the two of them began digging. Um, like, the investigators just didn't give a fuck what they were doing. They just fucking walked into an active crime scene and just started digging, I guess. But anyway, uh, they hadn't searched more than four feet before they found a torn burlap sack. Through the tear, they could see what was clearly a human neck. Yuck. They called up the sheriff, and a crew was brought out to dig up the rest of the hog pit. By the end of the day, Andrew Helgeline's body in six different pieces. Oh. Oh, by the end of the day, they had found Andrew Helgeline's body in six different pieces, head, arms, legs and torso um oh here we go i knew i added it somewhere i just couldn't remember but he was uh clutching in one of his hands a lock of bell's hair yeah he fought back uh so they continued digging throughout the following days and found the bodies of two men a woman and bell's daughter jenny so many bodies were found on the gunnis land that Sheds on the farm had to be used as makeshift morgues. Uh, by May six, thousands of people had shown up to the witness, shown up to witness the excavation. Damn it! Somehow it was also dug up that Bell was a big. Oh. Somehow it was also dug up. Pun intended. That Bell was a baby farmer. The fuck is that, you might ask? Uh, so a baby farmer, wait, yep, baby farms were essentially DIY orphanages um, where said farmer would take an unwanted child off the mother's hands for a flat fee in exchange for a quiet transaction. So that may or may not explain how all of those fucking kids magically appeared. Um, so there were so many bones found on the Gunness property that one of the volunteers noted that if all bones, oh, get this, if all bones belonged to one person, it would be a monstrosity, a giant stand, oh, a giant standing over at least 12 feet tall. So that was fucking stupid to say, but anyway, um, they were Obviously, not all from one person. Um, so amidst the evacuation, oh, evacuation, oh my god, amidst the excavation, another mystery came to light. The undertaker that was in the, oh, in the charge, that was in charge of prepping the supposed remains of Belgunis came to this startling conclusion that this body was only five foot two while bell gunness was five foot seven that's a huge fucking difference she could have found somebody that was fucking more similar in height anyway um so there were five theories that came out of all of this uh bell killed herself and her children not likely bell killed her children someone else and removed her head and ran off. 
Um, Ray Lanphier killed Belle and her children. I don't think so. Ray Lanphier assisted in crimes and cover-ups. I don't think so. Um, or five, a, uh, Chicago game, game, gang murdered Belle and her family after the, uh, corpse farm was no longer useful and convenient to them. What? 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 How's the mob always involved? I don't, whatever. But I personally vote theory two. Uh, killed kids, killed some other woman, and uh, jacked her head and disappeared into the night. Into the darkness. Um, the only other way to solve this mystery was to find the head or teeth of Bell Gunnis for uh, proper identification. A uh, prospector was sent out to the farm to search for Belle's teeth. She had a very distinctive smile, a bridge, and a couple cold oh, teeth. A couple gold teeth the, that would be easily recognized as hers. Oh, as hers if found. Her mouth, her teeth, her frog mouth. Um. Yeah, a prospector, like, for fucking gold. Panning for gold. Anyway. Apparently while, uh... Boop, 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 boop. Yep. Apparently while bodies were still being uncovered and the land was being excavated, the farm was being treated like a fucking museum. People jumping in the grave, searching for uh, souvenirs, bone fragments... And walking through the makeshift morgues to see piles of bodies, oh, see piles of human remains. Um, still an active crime scene, might I fucking add. I guess that's the, that's the fucking 90s for you. Or not the 90s. Shut the fuck up. That's, that was a little aggressive. But uh, anyway, that was the uh, 1900s for you. Not 19. Not whatever I said. You know what I said. You, yep, that's what I said. Um, I guess Belle fucking loved collecting watches. So they also found amongst all of this rubble, rubbish, whatever, a whole bunch of watches that Avi did not belong to her. Probably her cousin's watches. Um, so Tuesday, May 19th, uh, while the prospector was sifting through the dirt, found um, dirt, he found the teeth of Bell Gunnis. Uh, Ira Bell, the dentist that did the bridge on Bell, immediately identified the teeth as his own work and said that Bell would Bell would have oh my God Bell would have had to pull the teeth out of her own mouth to remove it. Funnily enough. Uh, detectives thought that there was no way Belle could do such a thing. Um, did you guys forget about all the dude's bodies that you're currently fucking digging up that you found on her fucking land? Or what? Eleven men and at least four fucking children. Did you forget that? Or you don't think you can fucking pull her own teeth out? Fucking fine. Whatever. Anywho... Um, so they presumed Belle Gunn is dead and officially 
indicted Ray Lamphere for arson and the first oh and the first degree murder of Myrtle, Lucy, Philip, and Belle. And just for shits and giggles, they also tossed in the murder of Andrew Helgeline, just for funsies, but he wasn't even fucking in town. He was at that fucking horse trading errand, whatever he was doing, so whatever. Uh, so I'm not going to go into depth about uh, Ray's trial, but if you want any more information, go ahead and uh, read Hell's Princess by Harold Schechter. Um, the uh, Ray's case is pretty huge, and there's a fucking long, long-ass trial, but uh, Harold Schechter goes into uh, more depth about the trial. Uh, so long story short... He was charged with arson, but however, acquitted of all murders. Doesn't make any fucking sense, but whatever. Um, he was sentenced sentenced to only two years in prison, but died of tuberculosis shortly after his sentencing. Uh, so the best question now is, what the fuck happened to Bell Gunness? Uh, okay, so I don't know, so I don't know about you guys, but I don't think this bitch fucking died in the fire. Um, but, um, like I said, her kids and I think some poor lady fucking died in the fire and fucking Belle decided to snatch her head and Flew the coop. Oh, and uh, pulled her own fucking bridge slash gold teeth out of her fucking face hole before she fucking vamoosed. Vamos. Vamoose. She fucking. What'd I say? Pop smoke? I feel like that's not the right reference, but you know what I mean? When you fucking. You're a magician and you throw the smoke bomb and you fucking run away. Real quick, like. Um, so she either died or got away with all of this. Um, hold on. Yeah, so she either died or got away with all of this. So sorry, I can only do this in 30-minute increments, I guess, so I have to break them up, save them, and then, yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to have plenty of time at the end to talk to you guys and tell you about my life. But anyway, so, what was I saying? Ah, yes. So, Belle either died or got away with all of this. Um, you don't even know what I think. Uh, for the next several years, Belgunis, uh, Bell sightings would be reported fairly often, especially in the Midwest. I don't know about you, but that's pretty fucking rude. If someone was like, hey, you look like fucking Belgunis, fucking, fucking self-esteem plummeting, fucking ouch. Being compared to a fucking frogmouth troll woman. Yeah, ouch. Uh, even after Ray died, 
theories about him and Elizabeth Smith, his uh, 70-year-old fucking lover, were said to have murdered Belle and her children. This theory was uh, even more believed when, after Elizabeth died, a skull was found in her home. It was soon discovered that the skull was... Oh my god. The skull was decades old and uh, Smith had been using it for voodoo rituals. So she was the fucking OG voodoo mama juju. And this was one... So this was one of many theories thought up uh, throughout the years, throughout the fucking decades. Um, So Belle Gunness was put forth as a possible suspect in the infamous Wineville Chicken Coop murders out in Los Angeles in 1928. Um, But the MO was way off, so I don't really know why they even brought her name into this. I don't know. She said, keep my name out your mouth. But in the Wineville Chicken Coop mur- mur- murders, uh, all victims were young boys. Um, I don't know anything about the Chicken Coop murders, so maybe maybe I'll tell you about them one day. I'll do some research. Um, but in 1931, 25 years after Gunnis had supposedly died, there was One case in particular that was at the very least plausible that the uh, perpetrator might have been Belle Gunness. So the theory was Belle moved to Chicago, changed her name to Esther Carlson, and worked as a housekeeper. This all sounds familiar. Um, Laying low until the urge to kill overcame her. So that year... Her employer, uh, August Listrom, opened up a joint account with Esther in the amount of $2,000. Only a week after that, August died with a belly full of arsenic. Hmm. It was... I don't... How is arsenic so easy to obtain? I don't understand. I feel like it would be harder to get back then. I guess maybe not. You can order everything on Amazon here, now, nowadays. Um, It was at this point that it was noted that Esther was the right height, the right age, or wait, yep, yep, the right weight as well, and had the same devilish good looks as uh, Belle Gunness, sexy lady. Um, So it was definitely a stretch, but... Um, kind of the same motive as Belle, um, killed her money, so I guess, I mean, I can see it. However, however, Esther Obvi denied to be the Indiana Ogress and wasn't, oh, and wasn't even Norwegian. She said that she is Swedish and had never stepped a foot, oh, yep, a foot in Laporte, Indiana. Or Indiana at all, for that matter. Um, So before she could go to trial for the murder of her boss, she died. Or fucking vanished. In the dust, in the wind. But yeah, she died. 
it says she died. <laughs> okay, uh, so, uh, Esther, you just fucking keep your secrets. You fucking died with her secrets. Um, until 2014, Esther Carlson was everyone's best bet on what actually happened to Belle Gunness. That year, a Selbu native, Selbu native, which is the hometown of Belganis. So a Selbu native looked into Esther's background and found out that she had, without a doubt, not with, oh my God, found out that she was, without a doubt, not Belganis. So, yep, that's it. So sorry to leave you with another fucking cliffhanger, but at least we wrapped it up. We don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know what fucking happened to Bell Gunness. Your guess is as fucking good as mine. I told you my fucking theory. Fucking killed her poor kids and then killed her fucking lady. Which, she could have been her housekeeper. I guess she hired... Like I said, she had people living in her house sometimes to upkeep the farm. So maybe she was fucking... Had a housekeeper and... Offed her. Poor little 5'2 chunky girl. But that's me. That's me. I'm 5'3. But anyway. <laughs> so yeah. That's fucking. That's it. Everybody. So sorry. Um. So I don't know what. I will be doing next. But. It'll be great. And I'm not going to make you wait two weeks like I fucking did this time. It's going to be. It's going to be okay. It's going to be quicker. And I'm going to be more on top of all of this. And it's just, you know what I mean? It's It's been a rough, it's been a rough one. So I'm just trying to get my life together and try not to be a big ball of sadness. So yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um you guys want to leave me a review on the apple podcast or where i don't know if you can do it on spotify wherever you're listening try and try and do it if you have something nice to say if not then just just don't do it um or if you have any constructive criticism you can shove it up no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> you can always uh, DM me on the Instagram at serial killers underscore seltzer. Um, yeah. Or you can add me on uh, my personal Instagram at fit underscore momacorn. And I'm super excited to announce that I believe this weekend or sometime next week I will um, be a guest on uh, one of my friends podcasts Um, I actually went to tech school with him for the Air Force Um, but his podcast is hold on so Rhett Young but his podcast is Hold on. I know what it is. 
I just don't want to get it wrong. I want you guys to be able to listen. Um, so the segment that I'm going to be on is Murder with Friends. But I believe his podcast name is like the, the whole big, big, yep, podcast. Don't, yeah, it, it's going to be great. You can tell by how I'm talking right now. Just life is going to be great. So fucking go listen to it. He's a really cool guy. And yeah, go listen to it. Hopefully it'll be, hopefully I won't fucking procrastinate and be a piece of shit and I'll actually be on it. But yeah, Murder with Friends. Um, I'll post about it probably while we're doing it. But um, yeah, so I'll post about it after he edits it and everything. But yeah, so I hope everybody enjoyed it or enjoyed this beautiful creation that is serial killers in seltzer so yeah everybody so go grab yourself a seltzer i gotta go to bed and go to work tomorrow and the rest of the weekend so that's gonna be exciting but yeah that's it thanks oh also I don't know. You guys are probably already done listening because I've been fucking blabbering for fucking ever. But I'm sick of fucking people telling me not to do shit. Don't fucking... I... I, Listen. I've been... Most of my life I don't do shit that I want to do because people fucking tell me not to do it. But I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to fucking do it anyway. So, like, I want to get my septum pierced. And I've had, I get it. You're probably, like, you're trying trying to be nice. Like, you're just trying to, like, whatever, put in your two cents. But I didn't fucking ask for it. I got enough change. Um, They're like, oh, don't fucking do it. You're going to hate it. It's going to look terrible. I'm like, you don't have to fuck me. You don't have to look in my face. Like, unfollow me. I don't know. If I don't like it, I can take it out. It's literally a piercing. It's not a tattoo. I have a bunch of tattoos. Nobody's going to talk me out of getting a tattoo. Why is a piercing any fucking different? So, whatever. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Go drink a seltzer. Okay, goodbye. It's a commercial. Goodbye. Damn it, kid. Frey Skincare Company is an incredible company that is made specifically for women that sweat. Athletic women that bust their ass every day in the gym. Uh, one of my personal favorites is the 123 Frey. Uh, the 123 Frey is a comprehensive daily three step routine that creates a clear complexion and a healthy glow. It combats exercise and sweat induced skin damage. Breakouts, dehydration, sun damage, and signs of aging. It's as easy as one, two, three, Frey. Frey Skincare offers a 100% money back guarantee. Go to www.freskincare.com and use code KayleeW to save 25% on your order. That's K A L E E W. Hey everybody, I have a Toddler Tuesday story for you. It is Wednesday, but it happened on Tuesday, so technically it's still Toddler Tuesday. So, I am in the car on my way home from work. I do not have Kennedy with me, 
Uh, so later I will record a little segment with her because I think it's cute and adorable. If you guys don't, I don't care. It's my podcast, so whatever. But anyway, so last night I was extremely freaked out because Kennedy was freaking out, screaming. Like, I've never seen her cry or scream this hard. Like, she was almost making herself throw up. She was crying so hard. And she was screaming and crying about wanting to sleep in mommy and daddy's bed which she never she's never slept with us so I was like why do you want to sleep in mommy and daddy's room and that just set her off even more so she was freaking out even more like almost throwing up like I said just freaking out and then she just continued to say mommy daddy's room mommy daddy's room me sleep me sleep I'm like buddy why though I was like let's sit down and talk about this which if anybody tries to talk to a toddler it does not work the way that you want it to so I'm trying to sit down and talk to her she's screaming her head off I try to pick her up to bring her in her room she freaks out flails out of my arms and like she runs away from her bedroom so me being the fucking paranormal freak that I am I'm like kids feel things that adults don't and like they have senses I feel like they have senses that grown-ups don't so I was freaking out like I'm almost in tears like trying to tell Chris like I think something's wrong with Kennedy like I don't know why she doesn't want to sleep in her room like I'm freaking out she's freaking out and so I'm like maybe we should just let her sleep with us And Chris is like, no, it's because your mom lets her take naps in her bedroom or in her bed. And I was like, that can't be it because, like, it doesn't happen very often. And Kennedy's just freaking out. Like, she's never freaked out like this. Like, she's usually a pretty chill kid. And, like, she, like, is a little upset when it's bedtime, but, like, never like this. Like, she's never flailed out of my arms or, like, screamed this hard. So, I'm, like, on the verge of tears, like I said, and I'm, like, what if, like, she thinks something's gonna happen to her, or what if something's in her room, or, you know, I told her, I told you guys the fucking closet ghost story, the little shit, so I was, like, what if, like, there really is a ghost, there's something in her closet, I don't know how there would be, but then I was, like, Kennedy, why don't you want to sleep in your room, she's, like, mommy me room stinky I was like are you fucking kidding me her room does not stink I was like no buddy it doesn't stink it's fine she continues to freak out I finally put her to bed I did not want to put her in her own bed because I was freaking out as well so I put her to bed she screams and cries for about 10 minutes and then she finally falls asleep and then what freaked me out even more this morning I woke up at like 2 a.m. and I had a fucking Amber Alert for a little for a little boy that got fucking kidnapped in Peoria. So I was fucking I was like, oh my god, my kid is a psychic. But really in reality she probably just really just wanted to sleep in bed with us because she's a little punk. But I was freaking out, so I don't know. Does anybody else think that kids or toddlers have like I don't know a sixth sense that they can 
like a fucking cat or something, like they could sense evil or sense something bad is going to happen before it happens, or am I just crazy? I could just be crazy. I'm going back to my roots, to my other podcast, am I just crazy? Someone tell me. That's it. Happy Toddler Tuesday. I hope you enjoyed it.